0: afternoon and welcome, of course, to today's podcast brought to you by Equine Devil's Advocate. Wet, 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 wet and windy is the beginning of December. And of course, mud, 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 mud. Time to clad oneself entirely in rubber gear. By which I mean weddies and waterproofs and hats and that sort of rubber gear. Anyway, moving swiftly on... It seems that our specialist topic question has sort of sparked my memory banks and a particular horse sprang to mind for today's podcast. He sprang from the back of my mind to the forefront of my mind. It is a random leap in the timeline since Tutankhamun, but I thought, well, why not? Since we're talking about thoroughbreds and racing, why not take the time to introduce you all to Dennis, affectionately known as Dennis the Menace. Now it is a leap in the timeline, but at this point in my life, I was actually working in racing. And one particular day, a phone call from one of our owners came through. He had been shopping. Yes, racehorse shopping and said new purchase were to arrive later that very same afternoon well how exciting always fun to see a new equine face arriving on the yard sure enough at the appointed time the transporter arrived and out of that lorry walked Dennis a very long limbed very tall liver chestnut gelding with one white sock and a large white snip on his muzzle. A very leggy, elegant type, of horse, with a good conformation, a slight frame, but lots of bone, and a very pretty, small, neat head. He was very, very tall, probably just shy of 17 hands, and Dennis was actually the type of thoroughbred that event riders are very attracted to. He stood on the yard to be admired, and surveyed his new surroundings with bright interest from his lofty perspective he was taken to his deeply bedded down new stable to be settled in for shortly it was time for supper and to be tucked in for the night Dennis had been raised from the age of four which actually would make sense because that would mean he would have been given more time to grow and develop His pedigree was of Irish jumping stock, so again, it is common practice to leave those horses a little longer, to mature and strengthen before starting work. His past form was respectable and he had been quite lightly raced and just recently introduced to jumping fences. Videos were watched and he had given a good account of himself to finish fourth on his last run. Jumping all the fences with accuracy and easily within his rather long stride. So, in conclusion, with a bit of time, strengthening, and education, and of course an appropriate work regime, Dennis had all the promise of a very nice young national hunt horse. Very astute judgment of the owner for this purchase. Very late that same night, my dream was coming to life. The sound of horses' hooves moving through gravel and over concrete. I woke from my slumber. My dream was gone, but the sound of hooves was not. And now, half awake, these noises, they're not part of my dream. Dashing outside from the flat onto the yard, still not fully awake, I was greeted by the sight of Dennis cavorting about in the moonlight, skipping back and forth, across the gravel from one side of the yard to the other and surrounded by chaos utter chaos there were rugs everywhere strewn about pulled off doors and rug racks and dragged across the gravel trampled on and strewn about Dennis was having a ball his stable door was wide open the hay barn door was also wide open. Hay bales had been pulled from the stack and were scattered everywhere. Some were open with the twine still intact. Dennis picked up a grooming kit box with his mouth. He flicked it up in the air scattering the contents all over the place and then flung the box across the gravel. He seemed to find that highly entertaining. Promptly squealed and resumed his cavorting about in the moonlight. Now, I was not best pleased. Pyjamas on, no socks, feet in damp wellies, hugging my coat around me. It's 1am in the morning. Dennis, look at the mess you've made. And, and and who? Who left your door unbolted? Who? Right now, I could happily murder them. And the hayshed. Who, who was last in there? Why didn't they shut it properly? Oh, what is wrong with people? I gathered a head collar from the gravel, something else that Dennis had obviously amused himself with and flung around, and I walked over to him to catch him, tripping over grooming brushes and hoof picks that were on the floor. Dennis, you are an absolute menace. What are you, a horse or a reincarnated Labrador puppy dog? I set him crunching across the gravel towards him. And it was then, actually, that Dennis excelled himself. His ultimate party piece. Standing there in the moonlight, looking so pleased with himself, he did something I have never seen any other horse do, ever. He stuck his tongue out. And no, I don't mean he opened his mouth to yawn, or opened his mouth and it flipped his tongue out of the side. No, I mean he actually, literally, stuck his tongue out of the front of his mouth. There it was, a good three inches of pink, squishy tongue pointing at me. Was I still just half asleep? Did he really just do that? No, 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 it's just a fluke. It's a one-off. Horses horses don't do that. So, a head collar on, I took Dennis back to his stable, where he was supposed to be, and put him away. Then I went about a token gesture of, Tidying my bed was really calling me at this point. I pushed the hay back into the hay barn and just wedged the door shut and did up the bolt. And I dragged some strewn rugs off the gravel and put them back on the concrete under the overhang of the stables. Trudging about, muttering obscenities under my breath, I could hear a noise. It was a metallic noise, like clang, clang. And I looked around. And there was Dennis, head over his stable door flipping the lower kick bolt latch at the bottom of the door. Each time it fell back into the closed position but each time he flipped it closer and closer it went to the open latch position. He saw me looking at him and immediately stopped. I turned away and he started again. I looked round and he stopped. I looked away and he started again. Dennis I said, leave it alone and oh yeah His response, out comes the tongue. Oh my, this horse clearly belongs in a circus. And it became abundantly clear it was Dennis that had let himself out. Dennis had actually opened the hay barn door himself. So, with a bit of quick thinking, I clipped a lead rope dog clip to the bolt at the top of his door and said, OK, Dennis, work that one out. His response, His tongue came out again. Welcome to the world of Dennis the Menace. The next morning, regaling the tale of the night before that everybody else had slept through, I told the rest of the team. No, they said, that is ridiculous. No, I don't believe it. So, after breakfast, we gathered outside his stable. And I said, right, okay, watch this. I said, Dennis, I called him in his stable and he lifted his head from furling around in his freshly plumped up bed. He came to the door and then I said to him, Dennis, you're a menace. And sure enough, out came the tongue. No, they said, I can't believe it. That's insane. This is crazy. What? No, do it again, do it again. And it really was the funniest thing. He would hold his tongue between his teeth and we could actually get hold of it and squeeze it and pinch it and tug it and wobble it about. He didn't actually mind at all. And we also discovered that not only did his tongue have a vocal mechanism, it also had a push-button mechanism. If you pressed your finger on the centre of his muzzle, he would just stick it out automatically. Such a funny character. Anyway, time progressed and Dennis was progressing really well in his training programme. I didn't actually ride him that much as I worked for a trainer at that point who was an ex-jockey and rode daily himself. It was in fact always his philosophy to ride his charges to gain understanding of their feel and to know them and their mood. In fact, it was an essential part of their training programme. Dennis, over time, became ready for his first run from our yard. And he had generated some cause for excitement with his progress. He was showing considerable promise. So it was without too much difficulty that the ride was accepted by a very, very good jockey. In fact, it was the jockey who had actually won the Grand National. The day of the races came, Dennis, beautifully behaved, calm and alert, looking striking and very athletic. "'striding round the parade ring. "'He gathered a lot of attention from race-goers. "'I always thought Dennis rather enjoyed being so tall "'because he seemed to relish his sort of high standpoint "'from which he could survey his surroundings. "'Jockeys, all legged up and on board, "'led out onto the track and let go, one by one. "'Dennis strode out onto the turf. "'I let him go and smartly he went off into his stride "'on the way to the start.' And, do you know, it's actually quite something, that feeling of pride you get when you see a horse that you've looked after, looking so magnificent, fit and strong and healthy, calm, focused and well prepared. Do you know, it makes all that hard work, awful weather, long hours, really, really worthwhile. And I was having exactly such self-gratifying thoughts watching Dennis of a picture of athleticism springing off the turf. Just as I was about to turn away and walk back to the stands, I heard a squeal. Yes, it was the tennis squeal. He had stopped dead and whipped round 180 degrees at lightning speed, sending his extremely experienced jockey through the air, alone and unhorsed. Oh, my goodness. They were swiftly... Reunited, And Dennis got his bottom spanked. Down at the start, all was ready. The tape went out and the race began. It was a novice chase. From memory, I think 18 runners. But I had eyes only for one. Yes, of course, Dennis. Who gave an exemplary display of attitude. Yes, watching on the televised big screen. We watched Dennis... Sour-faced and sulking his way around the track, skipping over the big fences with ease. No inclination to actually partake. No amount of skilled, encouraging, cajoling, driving from a very experienced, tactful jockey could penetrate Dennis's attitude. Race over. Dennis finished somewhere 8th or ninth, I think. All the horses were cantering back to us to be handed over so the jockeys would dismount, take off their saddles, and weigh in. Dennis, perhaps still smarting from the indignity of having his bottom smacked, chose to eject his jockey from the saddle once more with a squeal absolutely unheard of ever after a race. The jockey got up and led him to me, and as he handed Dennis back to me, he shook his head and said, This horse is. Far too clever for his own good. And if I didn't know any better, I swear he stuck his tongue out at me. I didn't pass comment at that point. Needless to say, Dennis's conduct sparked much conversation and debate between owner and trainer. And it was decided that the general consensus of opinion was that Dennis needed to feel buoyant to feel happy, to be inspired if he was to ever give anything of himself so you see for us it's a very common approach to try and find that key that method of bringing out the best in our resources, keeping them sweet and keeping them happy and so it was decided that Dennis should have something uplifting in his life, something fun with a bit of variety Dennis should go hunting that will perk him up that will inspire him Yes, he should go hunting. And in fact, that is a tactic quite often used for racehorses. And of course, the other advantage to him doing this was that it would make him eligible to run in hunter chases. Now, hunter chases were races where horses could run under the rules of racing, but be trained and or ridden by amateurs. The idea behind this meant that we could find Dennis a young, aspiring jockey, who had the time to come and ride him at home, train with him, with us at home, to find a jockey that would connect with him, someone that enjoyed working with him and someone that would suit his rather extraordinary character. A sound plan. For us, you see, a happy horse is the only horse. If Dennis needs a bond with his jockey, a relationship, the right fit, then that is what Dennis shall have. Now. In the meantime, who will take him hunting? Well, that would be me. So, join us here at Equine Devil's Advocate on Friday to follow up on the next episode of Dennis the Menace. And also, I leave you with a question. Is there a thoroughbred that stands out for you as being your most exceptional, your most surprising or just utterly, utterly different, please do go to the website www.ekwinedevilsadvocate.com or podbean or of course facebook and you will find on the website it will be hot stuff, surprising, biscuit exceptional and koya utterly, utterly different and of course Don't forget to join us again on Wednesday where we will do the follow-up of our specialist topic question, which of course is thoroughbreds and racing. And there is still time to send your thoughts. So until then, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, take care and we will of course speak soon.